you know how Donna and Aziz Ansari's character from Parks and Rec be like, treat yourself. Well, that's what this episode's about. Hello, party people. It is me, your host, Dry Stewart, also known to you as J Stew, and welcome to the first official episode of my podcast, That's Debatable. Um, before we even get into today's topic, I really just wanted to thank all the love that you guys showed me. I put the trailer up, um, I believe it was the 21st, and the amount of love and support that I got was insane. I was not expecting that. And But also people who just genuinely were looking forward to hearing what I had to say and taking this journey with me. So I'm excited. And my goal is to be extremely transparent with this podcast. You're going to hear me make mistakes. Like you might hear me make a lot of mistakes or not. But um, my goal is just to be transparent and just say what I have to say. And I hope you guys enjoy it. But I really just wanted to say thank you guys from the bottom of my heart, like the, the deepest part of my heart for all the support. I think um, when I posted when I posted the trailer, um, I had the night I posted when I went to sleep, I had five views. The next morning I woke up, I had 25. And by the end of that day, I had 33 listens. I say views, but it's actually listens. And um, that's just such a huge deal for me because I, like I said, I was so skeptical to start it. But um. Like I said, you guys have just shown me so much love and I appreciate it. And so I'm excited to get into this podcast. Um, I want to do different segments and such. So um, before I get into today's topic, which is self-care, the title is Why Are We Still Debating Self-Care? Because honestly, you need to take time to do it. But before we get into today's topic, including, um, not including, featuring my great friend, Eris Brumfield from Howard, psychology major beautiful woman she'll be on the podcast later but before we get into that um I want to do a segment talk about what are we listening to um and so I'm gonna tell you what I'm listening to and then you know you guys can drop comments or whatever um I believe two weeks ago um they dropped the freshman um list the freshman XL list I let me say I don't listen to rap um (laughs) I really don't, but the, um, the freshman XXL list, they dropped that. I usually, I usually pay attention though. Cause you know, last year they had, I mean, they had Megan the Stallion, but they also had Rico Nasty and I'm from the DMV. She's from PG County. And, um, so we have that in common. Also, I just love her, her energy. So I was already tuned into freshman, the freshman class for that. But this year they had this female artist named Chica who, um, I had heard of her, but, uh, never got into her music. Um, and she was on the freshman XXL list and she was receiving a lot of hate for the way she looked. And it's upsetting to me that women are still being held to these, you know, unrealistic beauty standards. But I love the way that she's redefining what it is to be a woman, how you don't need to look a specific way, you know? And that's very beautiful. And not only is it beautiful what she's doing, redefining what it is to be a woman, and you know, what it is to be a black woman struggling with college and just pursuing your dreams. Um, when I listened to her music, that's really what I got. She just was like, I'm pursuing my dreams. 
and sometimes college isn't the way to go. And um, I really like that. But let me just say the beats themselves are, they're very, what I, I would like to say, they remind me of Chance the Rapper, his album Coloring Book. My favorite song of that album is Finish Line. I like the end because Kirk Franklin comes in and there's a choir and um, I love when music is multiple genres. Like it's a rap, it's rap music, but you know, you can see the gospel influence. And Chica kind of has that, I, I would say her beats like that. She doesn't rap like Chance the Rapper at all. She's very lyrical, which I, I love because I feel like I can vibe better to that. Um, like you can hear her rapping circles around herself. I can't wait till the cypher comes out because I know she's gonna wrap circles around them, around everybody else on there. Um, but like I said, I'm just really into her right now. I feel like I'm talking without periods, if that makes sense. Like I just keep going on and on. Um, but I'm really into her right now. My favorite song from her is High Rises, which um, if you haven't seen Project Power on Netflix with J Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon, um, is it Levitz? Levitt? Levitt? Whatever. Well, with him, um, that song was in the end. And she also has um, a song called My Power, which is the um, feature song for the movie, I guess. Um, so I like High Rises, My Power is good. And then I like Crown, which when I was talking about sampling, she sampled I Believe by Marvin Sapp. And like I said, I just love that song. I don't think I can play it because of copyright issues, but um, yeah, if you have a chance to listen to her, check Chica out. It's C-H-I-K-A, all caps. And you may be listening and be like, Drya, you know, you're late. And I might be late, but whatever, because the whole purpose of the freshman XL class is to, um, is to experience new rappers and to get them, you know, more famous, more people into their art. So I may be late, but better late than never. Uh, what else am I listening to? Oh, Blackest King came out. Uh, it's been like a month, I think. I watched it. You know, I, I'm a huge Beyonce stan. Let me, let me just say that. Let me just, I'm a huge Beyonce stan. And, but it did take me a while to watch Black is King. You know, I was working and then it was my birthday. So, um, it took me a while to watch it and I did watch it. I loved it. Love, I loved it. I loved it. She, she constantly is redefining what it is to be a modern artist. And I'm just never, never staying in her lane. You know, she's, she's never staying in her lane, which I love. Do whatever you want to do. But, um, I watched that a couple weeks ago, but I'm only mentioning that because I am still stuck on the soundtrack. Like when I tell you, I listen to the soundtrack almost every day. And, um, the soundtrack was actually a soundtrack for the Lion King. But Black is King, she did the visual album for it, which I am in love with. It's not called Black is King. The album is called The Gift, but her um, her visual album on Disney Plus is Black is King. So if you have Disney Plus, I highly recommend that you watch it because I think it's a great thing to see you know, there's sometimes there's a disconnect between Africans and African-Americans. And I feel like recently we were trying to bridge that gap. And I feel like Beyonce did that. Um, not saying that she's the predecessor for it, but I'm saying that 
they're definitely we should definitely just try to reconnect with our African culture and I love that she did that in such a modern way and um like I said the album the album itself the visual album and the actual lyrics oh I love it um but let me tell you how I usually listen to it because a lot of people will be like really I start with Niall, which is Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar, and that's um, the fourth or fifth track, I believe. And then I listen to it all the way through. So I go from Niall to Mood Forever. Mood Forever, first of all, let me say it correctly, it's Mood Forever. There's no R on it. Um, when I first heard that song, I was like, wow. I was like, really? Um, <laughs> this is a mood, you know? Um, and then um, Jay-Z's on it. My favorite line before he starts rapping, he says, you hear that? sound of the price going up and I'm just like oh okay yeah I do like a good Jay-Z feature let me not even lie to you especially on a Beyonce song but I listen to Niall and then Move Forever and then Water and then I listen to Brown Skin Girl um that song I was literally just talking about redefining what it is to be a woman and um but Brown Skin Girl is kind of in the same category because you know for so long you know black girls were just told to take what's given to us and you know if you're darker than a certain shade um colorism is a real thing it's definitely one of another topic I'm going to talk about but so to see her you know just make the song because Beyonce is not that is, is not that dark but for her to I feel like acknowledge colorism and acknowledge the haters and what people said about her and her children and even her husband it was it was a beautiful thing and the song itself is very beautiful like the lyrics Oh, wow. The lyrics. Uh, after I watched Black is King and then I listened to the song, I actually started crying because it feels good to feel yourself represented. In her, in her homecoming special, she has this quote where it says, you can't be what you don't see. And I feel like that's why that song is so important because now that Black women are seeing all this love, it's easier for us to love ourselves. And even if it's still hard for us, we can pass it down. Like I have a niece. And I just want to make sure that she's given all the love in this world. And that is the least I can do. So that's why I love that song so much. It literally makes me cry. Um, yeah. Um, and then after Brown Skin Girl, it's Keys to the Kingdom. And then already, and then I skip to my power because you want to talk about a black woman anthem. She's like, she's actually basically saying, don't F with me. I would have cussed, but, um, pretty sure family listens to this, but, <laughs> but she's like, don't f with me like like really don't try it and I mean yeah don't try me I like that because well as you guys know don't try me and then I listen to spirit and then um Black Parade she actually released way after Lion King I think she released she released that this summer but it's on the deluxe edition so if you want to watch Black is King it's on Disney plus and then the Lion King the gift is on all music streaming services I'm pretty sure um, and if you, I, first of all, I'm a Spotify user. Uh, <laughs> I am a Spotify user. I had Apple Music at one time, but, um, I am not the biggest fan of the layout. Even though it is easier to make playlists, I just prefer Spotify. I've had Spotify since middle school. And I say all that to say, if you would like to see what I am listening to, or if you would like to subscribe to some of my playlists, uh, my Spotify is Jariah Diane. If you guys don't know how to spell my name, because I can't put it up on the screen, it is J-E-R-I-A-H and then space Diane, D-I-A-N-E. That is my middle name, been passed down for, for generations. 
I wish I was joking, but I'm dead serious. That middle name has been passed down from my grandmother to my mother to my sister to me. So if you want to listen to some of my playlists, you can go ahead and do that. I just made a new one called The Last Days of Summer. And it's like the songs I've been listening to as the summer has been winding down. So that is always available to you. My playlists are based on moods, it's not really on genre. It's based on moods. Like I have a playlist called For Nostalgia's Sake. You know, it's just like, it's one of those days where you want to vibe, but you also want to remember what it was like when you were cleaning on Saturdays. It's kind of a long those lines so and i have some other ones but i'm very proud of for nostalgia's sake and not even gonna lie to you that is one of my favorite playlists and so that is what i'm currently listening to back to spotify though because i was looking at the analytics and i see that most people were listening to the podcast on apple podcasts and then spotify after that if there are other streaming services that you'd want this podcast on let me know. Like I said, you can DM me on Instagram or Twitter, or you can, however you came across my podcast, you can message me there. And I can definitely work on getting the podcast on whatever streaming service you listen to podcasts to, if it wasn't mentioned. Since I released the trailer, it is now available on Google Podcasts. And like I said, Apple and Spotify. And it's also available on Anchor, which is what I usually upload with. What I did not know is that podcasts take a couple of days because I want to get the trailer out for a long time. But once you release a trailer, you have to, how do I say, let Apple and Spotify approve it before they put it on the website. Then it takes a couple of hours for it to pop up. So if you're looking for the trailer, when I posted the um, flyer for it on my Instagram and Twitter and you couldn't find it, that is the reason. But the trailer's up now if you want to listen to it. But you're already here, so you may as well listen to this episode. And yeah, so like I said, this episode is called Why Are We Still Debating Self-Care? And I'm ready to get into it now after my 13 minutes of ranting. I know you guys are skipping through like, come on, lady, stop talking about music. Ugh. But I love it. So, okay, wait, pause. Back to music, back to music. Last thing, last thing. Um, Rod Wave. I know, I know a lot of people have, have mixed opinions about him. Um, and I was kind of one of those haters. I only knew Heart on Ice um, before I started dating my boyfriend. I only knew Heart on Ice and I was like, yeah, that's good enough. I, I like the song a lot, actually. But I didn't want to get into him because, I don't know, he's not controversial. It's just He gets a lot of hate. But I've been listening to him a lot. Thanks, Amir. Um, I have been listening to him a lot and I like him. And he's also in the freshman exit class. So that's what else I am listening to. Right now, my favorite song by him is Letter from Houston, or is it Letters from Houston? Either way, that is my favorite song by him. And now I'm done talking about what I am listening to. If you want to know more of what I'm listening to, like I said, you can follow my Spotify. Um, Yeah. All right, so let's get into my topic of self-care. All right, so we're here for self-care, self-care. What is self-care, you know? You hear a lot of people say it, but what is the actual definition? According to Google, the definition of self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. And so that's the definition that we're going to go with. And I feel like there are, I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm going to say misconceptions about self-care. Um, one of the main things I wanted to say is that sometimes people 
we take self-care too far because we don't know what it is. And I know you're saying, Dry, how, how are you taking self-care too far? But what I wanted to say about it is that if what you're doing for self-care is going to endanger you in the future, then it's not self-care. And like, let me give you an example. If, like like Donna says, treat yourself. If you want to go buy yourself some nice, you know, self-care, I'm all for that. But if your version of self-care and treating yourself is spending, you know, your whole paycheck and now in a week you don't have any money and you're put back in your finances and things like, things like that, that's not self-care because self-care is caring for you in all states, no matter how you're feeling in the future, not just how you're feeling in the current moment. So that's what I want to say about self-care. If it's endangering you or if it's putting you back where you don't need to be, then it's not self-care. Um, I also like to think a lot of misnomers about self-care is that sometimes, well, people do it in different ways. Like some people's version of self-care is genuinely being alone. And first of all, your self-care doesn't need to look a specific way. It can be whatever you're feeling at the time. But let's say you want to be left alone and, you know, you tell people, I'm not in the mood today, you know, kind of just want to be by myself. And your friends are like, basically, they're still bugging you. They still want to communicate with you. It is okay to tell your friends, I need a break. Now, if this break becomes extended, then I do believe you're allowed to worry. But as somebody who takes self-care breaks and as, as, as a friend, as a friend, I will say sometimes you need to give people their space and let them do what they need to do. Like for example, my best friend, Audrey, me and Audrey hang out a lot. Uh, I text her a couple days ago. I was like, hey, you know, do you want to go out? Cause I haven't seen her a couple days. I was like, you know, do you want to go out? Do you want to do something? And she was like, well, honestly, I've been kind of stressed out. This is like, my first day off in a while. So she was like, I just wanted to clean my room, stay to myself. I said, okay, cool, no problem. And then we hung out a couple of days later. So that's, that's an example of letting your friends do what they need to do if their version of self-care is, you know, being alone. But sometimes people's versions of self-care is they want to be around other people. They want to do stuff. And also as a friend, you have to realize that sometimes it's not all about you, you know, People are going through a lot. And if your friend wants to make that connection with you, especially if it's not all the time, I think that you should try to make that connection and be there for people because even your closest friends, you you never know what they're going through. But all that has, it's, like I said, it's limits. You can't take it too far. Like if you say you're self-care and you've been in your room for two weeks by yourself, that's, <laughs> that's not self-care at some point it became you know too much it's now detrimental to yourself which is the opposite of what self-care is supposed to be doing but I will say self-care doesn't need to look a specific way and of course you know Eris is going to get on here with her blog um Yantia Speaks and she's going to talk more about it she has a whole article on it I really hope you guys got to listen not listen you're listening to me haha <laughs> I hope you guys got to read it 
But if you didn't, it's cool because she's going to be on here in a couple of minutes. But self-care can look, you know, like different things. Like, for example, sometimes when I want to self-care, I turn my LED lights to blue and I blast my sad music. Now, to some people, that does not look like self-care because why are you blasting sad music? You're making yourself feel worse. But sometimes it helps because sometimes, I don't know a movie I was watching, but they said it's okay to not be okay. Sometimes you just need that. Or sometimes self-care is buying yourself something. Like, I like phone cases a lot. I really like phone cases. Like, it's actually an issue. If I'm ever down on myself, I just buy myself a new phone case. Or before my birthday, I was having a very stressful shift at work. And in the middle of my shift, I bought myself like three pair of sunglasses. And I felt fantastic. And I love those sunglasses. So self-care doesn't need to look a specific way. But what I will say is that it's dangerous being by yourself too much. And I know the introverts are like, really? But (laughs) I have a lot of introverted friends and even still, you know, they still like to get out, not get out of their shell, but they like to hang out with me, you know, or they like to associate. So being an introvert doesn't mean you have to be by yourself all the time because sometimes it's dangerous. I was watching Moana with my niece. My niece is one and a half. So, you know, don't go asking her questions, obviously, but her, her biggest thing right now is Moana. She loves Moana. It's a good movie. Love Moana. You know, talking about being a woman of color, being a black woman. Our nieces and our nephews and our little cousins are kind of living in a great time because there's way more diversity on the screen. They're going to grow up looking, you know, seeing people that look like them, which is great. I love it. I love that she wants to watch a little brown girl all the time, which is Moana. But anyway, we're watching Moana. And at the end of Moana, now, if you haven't seen Moana by now, I'm going to spoil it for you. I, (laughs) I would hope that you've already seen it. But if you have not, she's a Disney princess, um, Pacific Islander, I believe, um, a specific, um, and this is, you know, her quest to save her island. And basically when she's on this quest to return this, um, it's called the heart. Um, I think, Mm, don't quote me on that, but she's about to return and she's with, um, the hero or the other hero Maui played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson you know and they're on the way this is the second time they're doing it and she gets to the other side of the ocean where she has to return the heart and she finally gets there they're battling this monster and they get past the monster and they're finally at you know, the island where she's supposed to return the heart. And in the scene, and if you're on Disney Plus, you can see it. In the scene, the island is missing. And in the outline of the island, it's the outline of a woman. And so she basically figures out that this lava monster is the goddess Tefiti, who it used to be her island. And so... She's like, you know, let me return the heart to you. And she returns the heart to the lava monster and the monster becomes Tefiti again. Now, if you've seen the movie 
you know, Tafiti was literally beautiful and she was green and glowing and um, the lava monster, well, it was a lava monster. I don't know how much I can explain it, but they were the same person. And this is the lesson I want you guys to take from Moana before we invite Eris. Yes, I'm taking lessons from Moana. Don't call me an old Baptist preacher. But um, Tafiti was so angry that she could not accept the help until someone else wanted to give it to her. She was so upset that she turned into somebody else, this lava monster, and she wouldn't let anybody near her. If you got too close, you know, she would shoot lava at you. Nobody could return the heart if they wanted to until somebody else, that somebody else being Moana, saw her for what she truly was and helped her return her heart and bring her back to normal. So that's what you should take from the movie. But let me say this. You're not always going to have a Moana that sees you for who you are and what you're going through, which is why I'm saying self-care is so important. Because sometimes it really does feel like it's you against the world. And that's okay. But like I said, don't expect somebody to heal you. Sometimes you have to heal yourself. Don't be like Tafiti all the way and wait for somebody else to do it. Now, is it nice if somebody comes along and you know, they help you like your friends or something? I'm not saying it's not nice. It's beautiful when you can go through things with other people and you can heal. But I'm saying you shouldn't depend on that because it's, it's not always reliable. And sometimes we have to find what we're missing within ourselves. Another pop culture example, entanglements. I know you're like, Dryad, how does, <laughs> how does this connect? But the whole Will and Jada Smith and August Alcina, I don't like to speak on celebrities business because well it's celebrities business it's it's none of my business what they do in their marriage that's that's them you know but what I will say about the situation I watched a couple minutes of the red table talk I wasn't gonna watch the whole thing because I mean I, I just wasn't gonna watch the whole thing but she said something about how her and Will were basically about to get divorced and, you know, she just wasn't happy with herself and she wasn't happy or, or something along those lines. And she said that's where her and August um, started their <laughs> entanglement, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, and this, and this was what I took from the situation once they had a celebrity's business. But two, a lot of times when we're unhappy, we go looking for happiness in somebody else. We're like, well, maybe they can fix what's missing. You know, they can, they can complete me. They can help me be whole. They can help me be happy. And I feel like, no, this is what Jada Smith said she did. If this is true, I don't know. But Instead of when her and Will were about to get divorced or whatever was happening, their relationship was over. Instead of her going on her journey and learning to love herself and be happy within herself, she went out and tried to find happiness in somebody else. And she ended up, you know, kind of ruining somebody's life because, you know, August Alcina, you know, he has 
a lot going on, mental issues, you know, so he says, and his family issues, he's raising three girls, doesn't talk to his family, that's what his music says. So I'm saying, so in her process of trying to find help, she ruined somebody else's life. And I'm saying, don't do that. That's why self-care is so important. You have to look within yourself. You have to introspect and you have to think what makes you happy? What is going to help me, you know, branch, be the person I want to be. Uh, I've struggled with depression and my mental illness, um, since middle school. And there have definitely been times where it was way worse than others. Obviously, if you guys have depression or any mental illness, you know, there are just some days where it's better, some days where it's worse. And when I came home from school because of Corona, I was having a really rough, I was having a really rough spring semester. And then I, I came back home. I was very upset about coming home. Not, not only because, you know, I didn't get to finish my freshman year, but because I just felt like Howard is where I needed to be. And I was very upset that, you know, I didn't get the chance to really, I guess, blossom. And then I had to come back home where my depression was at its highest because of, you know, I didn't have that many friends in the school I went to. So it really felt like coming home was a lot for me. Like mentally, it was a lot. And I will say my depression started to get a little bit worse. And every day was kind of hard. And then, you know, quarantine, we were in the house every day. Like you weren't leaving the house. Time started to fly. And um, it was kind of hard. But I kind of realized that Really, I realized we're on quarantine. So I I really didn't have anybody else to lean on, you know, because we're in quarantine. You can't talk to nobody really, you know. So because of quarantine, I will say, which is why this is the one thing I'm grateful about for quarantine. I was able to look within myself and be the person I wanted to be and make my own happiness. Um, I started writing down my jokes because it had been a long time dream to be a stand-up comedian. I still think about it sometimes, but uh, I started writing down my jokes. I started eating healthier. I started to do like little lazy girl workouts. I wasn't doing full workouts. Let me not lie to you guys. I was doing little like, you know, like little crunches and stuff, little cute stuff on my floor. But I was doing that. Um, I even, I started this podcast and it was just, it was small things that I was doing. And I'm not saying, you know, I don't have my day still because I definitely do. But because I've started that journey of self-care and being my own happiness, I was able to attract happiness from the outside and I was able to, you know, really work on myself. And like I said, every day is not easy. And I'm not going to tell you that once you start self-caring, you know, once you start taking days off that, you know, you'll automatically feel better. Because like I said, you won't, you'll definitely still have those days, but I do think it is a journey worth going on because when I tell you, you'll look back on the person you were and you'll be like, I can't believe that was me. And that's all I'm going to say about self-care. Um, after this little noise you're going to hear, <laughs> I'll be back with my friend, Eris Brumfield. And um, she's going to talk about her blog and how she self-cares. And we're just going to get into that topic some more.
Thank you guys. All right, you guys, without further ado, you've been waiting long enough. I'd like to introduce my good friend, Eris Yancey of Brumfield to the microphone. Um, just a little introduction, probably one of the baddest females I've ever met in my life. So strong headed. You might think that she's a Taurus, but she's not. Uh, what can I say about this woman? My freshman year would probably look a w way different if it wasn't for her. Many nights that I spent in her bed watching Sex in the City. So I want you guys to give her a warm welcome as she takes um, her own opinion on self-care. And after this podcast, don't forget to check out her blog, eonciaspeaks.com. You know I'm going to link it in the description box. Uh, you ready, ma'am? Yes, ma'am. All righty. Okay. Um, I'm Eris Brumfield, a sophomore psychology major, Spanish minor from Dallas, Texas, by way of New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, and yeah, I'm actually a Libra, despite what Jariah has to say about it. We the gang. October Libras are the best, just to be clear. And, and like she said, um, so in my blog, Yancy Speaks, I have a post about self-care, and I just kind of want to, like, share a little bit. First, first, before I get into my thoughts about self-care, I just want to say that I feel that when we really... What really gets messed up and the misconception that people have about self-care is that it has to be gimmicky and it has to be um, very, very pretty and it has to be something that, like, you know, you can take pictures on and post on Instagram and everything. But really, as Jai said earlier, self-care is the preservation of one's self whether that be your physical, whether that be your mental, whether that be your spiritual, whether that be whatever whatever essence comes with you as a person, it's you protecting that and protecting it fiercely and protecting it unapologetically because at the end of the day, like, you don't have anybody else in this world but yourself. Like, you know, you got your parents, you got your friends, you may have your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your situationship, your entanglement, whatever it is. But, like, realistically, you only have yourself to count on. So, in order to make sure you're good and make sure that you're going through life good, you got to make sure that you're good. So, um, for me, I think my big thing with self-care is that... Um, or what I kind of struggled with when I was really getting into it is that my self-care doesn't look like the average person self-care self does. And that's one thing. Like, self-care never, ever is going to look the same for two people because real reality is it spans into everyday life. Self-care isn't a certain time of day and isn't a certain day of the week. It isn't, like, I have this thing with my roommate. Her name's Nausea. We had self-care Sundays, but our self-care didn't just begin and end on that Sunday. Our self-care was continuing during the week. Our self-care was being invited out to a party and knowing that, no, my social battery isn't there today. Um, I'll catch you later. My self-care sometimes looks like, shoot, I want to eat 
pizza all day long. And next week, if I'm trying to, you know, eat a little bit better, not beating myself up for the pizza that I ate, but, you know, taking that stuff forward and making that effort to to do better and acknowledging that and not beating myself up. Sometimes my self-care literally looks like me sleeping all day and journaling. Sometimes my self-care can be, really a lot of my self-care revolves around just like taking myself out of situations and being with myself and centering myself and being with my own thoughts because I really kind of consider myself um, an ambivalent and I didn't realize that until I got to college because Normally, I'm very high energy. I'm very social. I like to talk. I like to chitter-chatter. Like, you can ask any of my friends. I am a person that is very much so out there. But in the same breath, you can also ask my friends. When Eris is done, Eris is done. Eris, Mm. when her social battery is dead, her social battery is dead. It's definitely dead. She'll hit you with the... Okay, friend. Well, um, I gotta go. Yeah, I sure will because I know that I know now that once I if I try to like recharge that battery with other people and it's already dead and I'm trying to do that like in the moment that it has died, I get irritated, I get frustrated. Um, I almost have it's like sensory overload. Like my head starts to hurt and I'm like, it's a lot going on for me. I'm trying to focus on this, that, and the third, when I just need to be by myself. I just need to sit down for a minute. I just need to take a break. Um, so that's one thing. It's just, it's not, it doesn't, it's not pretty. And what I like to say, like, even in my own post, is that you have to look at self-care. Like, the most the most simplistic way that I can explain it for people who are starting out and who really want to take that step into actually beginning that journey is that you have to look at, self-care as a part of like look at hit hit the targets of the maslow's hierarchy of needs and what that is if you don't know what it is it's like this five-step pyramid of things that a, a human needs to fulfill in order to be happy so at the most basic level at the most basic level there is your physiological needs which are your physical so like you're getting enough water getting enough sleep um making sure you're properly clothed when you go outside, things like that. So if, if you're trying to hit self-care in that area, drink some more water than you did before. Eat some more fruit. Maybe you've been feeling sluggish all week. Oh, did you eat too many greasy foods? Just being able to think back and be introspective, like you said, and reflect on what have I done during my day or my week that can help me in this area. Then the next, the next level is safety. Do I feel safe? And I feel like, honestly, the next two levels, safety, safety, love, and belonging, they all kind of come together. Do I feel safe where I am? Do I feel wanted where I am with the people that I'm surrounded by? Do I feel love? Do I feel the energy that I get to other people? Is that reciprocated in the same way? And that takes you being able to say, this relationship that I have with you is not benefiting me. It's it's draining me. And I know that is a really hard aspect of self-care that people don't get because it's like you want to be that superhero for everybody. You want to make sure that, you know, if I don't have it for myself, at least you have it. Well, no, if you can't fill up somebody else's glass if yours is already half empty. Okay. And you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be trying to, you know, like, you shouldn't just be trying to do that because 
one, and not to be, you almost have to be selfish. It sounds selfish, and it is a little selfish, but, like, you can't be and do everything for other people when you are being and doing for yourself. So you got to get that in check. That's a major point, especially for people who, you know, have giving personalities. But like you said, you can't, you can't give if, if you're empty. Especially that, especially that. And I think I see a lot of people who are giving people, they get that, like that tendency to give, gets abused so quickly because it's like a lot more people are takers in this world than they are givers so if you find somebody a genuine person that is giving you're gonna get taken from a lot before you finally sit there and you're like no that's not good for me that's not healthy for me i'm drained i'm tired i'm feeling stretched this this way i'm not hitting my goals because i'm worried about you blah 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 blah. so you just gotta set those boundaries that's another thing oh self-care comes with boundaries baby Self-care comes with boundaries. Quote that, if self-care you, comes with boundaries. Yes, like, Jerry, do you first, remember when we first, like, first moved into the dorm, and I was like, I cannot talk to you in the morning. Not because I don't want to Yeah, not because you don't. Yeah, I definitely have, I'm one of the people that I have high energy in the morning, and Eris lived two doors down. I used to knock on her door and be like, okay, let's go. Like, I'm ready, I'm up. It's, you know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, let's go. And Eris would be like, mm, just not right now. And I kind of had to learn to know, give her her space in the morning. Like she had to learn to give me my space at night and knock on, not knock on my door at 11 o'clock at night. She still did it, but you know, it was one of them things that we had to learn how to do it to respect each other's, yeah, to respect each other. And friendship should be about respect. Self-care is about respecting each other, which is what I said. If your friend feels like they need to be alone, you need to give them that time to be alone. You don't need to be up under somebody all the time. Because that's draining. When do you have time to be with your own thoughts? Like, when do you have time to figure out, like, what do I need to be doing for myself in the next day? Or what goals do I need to be trying to fit up? So that was that. And then the next one is um, esteem. Your self-esteem. So, like, Self-care can be, this is where I feel like words of affirmation comes in. I had a period of time in high school where, like, I would literally write compliments to myself on my mirror and marker. And it would be, like, whatever I felt like I was lacking in or whatever I felt like I just wasn't doing that great in, it would be there for me to see. Or they would be on my phone with little notes. So it would pop up and be like, hey, you're smart. Hey, um... You can handle this situation that's coming at you. If I was overwhelmed with, like, a final that was coming up. Or, hey, you're beautiful. You know, you you were more than enough. Things like that. Like, building yourself up. Self-talk is something that is critical to just success in, in life, success in business, success in anything that you're going to do. Because everything is going to go wrong at some point like nothing is gonna always be perfect so you have to be able to tell yourself like this 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 blip that i'm facing does not define me this little roll bump that i'm hitting is not my definitive state like i'm going to overcome this this and that and it takes you having a strong mentality and a strong sense of self-talk to get yourself past that and to pull yourself out of it and to persevere and like that's something that i picked up from my dad he's like you know i'm not gonna always be there to rub your back make you feel better i'm not gonna always be there to tell you what to do and if you hitting a period of time where you're in a slump and you're sad and you you know you don't feel like getting out of bed you gotta be able to talk yourself out of it you gotta be able to pull yourself 
out of that situation as best as you can because life isn't easy. So I would be doing a disservice by not equipping me with that. And then finally, the final thing on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is self-actualization. So like that is like that is where you you pick a hobby and you like you are operating at your best. You're healthy. You're safe. You know you have good self-esteem. Now you are honing your purpose and like you're cultivating a worldly person. So like if that's reading books, if that's exploring some type of new spirituality, if that's you know, like, going on trips and stuff like that just to make you feel good and to explore something that you've always wanted to explore and get into, picking up a new hobby, that's where that comes into. And all of these things are self-care. Like, all of these things are very much so necessary and very much so important. And I know that just listening to that and trying to take all of that in, it sounds overwhelming, but... The reality is, like, it's a process. Just like self-love is a process, practicing and continuing self-care is its own process. But once you've gone into the flow of it and you picked up piece by piece and each thing becomes a habit, it becomes second nature. Now, it's nothing like, I used to have a big problem saying no. Now, it's nothing for me to say, no, I don't really want to hang out today. Or, no, I don't really want to eat that. Or you know what, I said that I was going to go here or I was going to do this for you, but right now I really can't, I'm not that place. And that's not to say, like, be a flake or be whatever because at a certain point you can get disrespectful and you can disrespect people's time. But know your limits, like, know your boundaries, know what you can and you can't do. And if you have people that really care about you, they're going to understand. And even if they don't understand that moment, they're going to support you and be like, okay, you know what? I understand. I understand that and I respect it and I'm going to love you through whatever it is you're going through at this moment. And shoot, you don't even have to be going through anything to practice self-care. I still love you. Okay, we're not hanging out? Cool. That's fine. But that's, that's really what I have to say. And don't, just please, don't be discouraged start small build your way up and don't and even though i said i feel like it's gimmicky you know sometimes doing that face mask and listening to some music eating some popcorn and watching sex in the city might be just the self-care that you need but again it's all about being cognitive of that being persistent in that journey and like introspective like jerry said earlier that's 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 a major major key what what dj Kelly? Major key. Yeah, major, major key, key alert. Key. Major key yes. alert. Yes, introspection. So, like, figure that out. Do what you got to do. Make it happen. And um, even though me and Eris are talking about it like we're experts, we're not. We, we're we not perfect. We definitely fall short of um, self-care. But it, like she said, it's a process. And you have to make sure that you're partaking in the process. Like everything else in life, it, it's going to take some time. But Eris, I want to thank you for joining my podcast. I was going to get you on here regardless, even if we were talking about self-care, because you want to talk about... You know, I love to chitter-chatter. You do, but you want to talk about, you know, self-care. Sometimes having people around you that believe in you no matter what is good. And Eris is definitely one of those people who always pushing me to be better. We push each other to be better. Definitely a lifelong friend that I found at school. 
So I'm so glad that... Yeah, she stuck with me. Stuck through it, and we're here forever. So I'm glad that you got to be a part of this with me and join my podcast. You said some major points, like the um, hierarchy of needs. I didn't even think of self-care like that, but the way you broke it down made complete sense, actually. Like, at first I was like, why is she talking about the hierarchy of needs? But but it makes it makes perfect sense. So I want to thank you for joining. And, um, yeah, I'm... All right, everyone. I genuinely hope that you enjoyed my first podcast on self-care. Like I've said countless times, I am so glad that you guys are taking this journey with me. And I appreciate the support in every aspect that you guys have given it to me. And I just look forward to all the future podcasts that you all listen to that I create. And I hope we can make a great relationship with this. Big thanks to Ares for jumping on the podcast about self-care. When I decided that I wanted to do a self-care um, topic, I knew she had to be on it. Because she definitely is one of the people who helped me get into it, who helped my mental health while I was away at school. And like I said, my freshman year would have been so much different without her. So I had to get her on there. And I hope you guys learned something from her or from what I said that can help you guys in your journey of self-care. Because like we say, it's a process. It's not a one-time thing. It's going to take multiple tries for you to get it how you want to do things that really make you happier, you know, that promote self-love. So... I'm just glad that you guys got that and I look forward to talking to you guys on September 15th because remember this is a bi-weekly podcast and we're coming September 15th with a HBCU Life Edition. So you already know how I'm rolling with that and honestly if you want to be a part of that I'm going to put together a Google Doc so you guys can um, answer some questions and I'm going to select a few people to be in that but other than that i hope you guys have a good one making the best of every day making every day count